0: All the way back in episode 13, Neil and I discussed the famous Skinwalker Ranch, uh, reportedly one of the most paranormal places on the planet. We touched briefly in that episode about one of the previous owners, Robert Bigelow, the multimillionaire with an interest in the paranormal. Um, Today, we are focusing far more on Robert Bigelow uh, and his various bits of work, including the National Institute for Discovery Science and his various other interests. So join myself and Neil here on Aliens Explored as we discuss the life and works of Robert Bigelow. And this week's episode is dedicated to our Explorer of the Week, this week, it is Jonathan. Uh, Jonathan has been supporting us right from the start when we first launched our Patreon, so thank you, Jonathan. Now, if you too want to be one of our Patreon supporters, all you have to do is go to patreon.com forward slash aliens explore and pick a tier that suits you. We've got all kinds of goodies and rewards and awards available uh, to, to suit most pockets and most people. So do have a look, that's patreon.com forward slash Aliens Explored, link in the description. But this week particularly is dedicated, as I say, to our Explorer of the Week, Jonathan Perner. is out there.
1: And I'm Neil Kelly. I'm a professional actor as well and used to work for the military as an intelligence analyst. I'll be arguing from a more doubtful point of view. I mean, it's all a bit far fetched, isn't it? Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of Aliens Explored, your weekly look at the mysterious skies and the universe beyond. I'm one of your hosts, Neil Kelly.
0: And I'm your other host, Stu Jackson. It's, it's really interesting, we both happened by accident to be wearing our Central Utah Paranormal T-shirts. Today, we are, so. yep.
1: Thanks, thanks to Ben for that, and uh, we are going to be talking about, um, well, something that part of this story happens in in Utah
0: it does it does so, um <laughs> because we because this, this week we're,
1: <laughs> we're talking we're talking about um Robert Bigelow the yes. uh the mysterious well we, we previously referred to him as the mysterious billionaire who bought um skinwalker Ranch that we referred to or that we covered in episode 13 of Aliens Explored if anyone wants to um, refer back to it, remind, them, do it a bit of revision, or perhaps listen to it for the first time. Mm.
0: Absolutely. Um, well, I mean, Robert Bigelow himself is not quite so mysterious as the bloke that bought Skinwalker Ranch from him. I think mm. Brandon Fugel. Um, but yeah, or at least back when we did episode thirteen. Um, hmm. Brandon Fugle was still quite mysterious I think he's less mysterious now maybe we'll do an episode on him in the future who maybe
1: he's not so interesting now that he's less
0: mysterious <laughs> is he? but we dealt well, with mysterious stuff um, uh, well he is well there's a lot of mystery surrounding age, so maybe we'll revisit hmm. that who, who knows um, but yeah Robert Bigelow well Robert Bigelow's had quite the history uh, in terms of sort of paranormal connections and and ufology, um, mm. uh, of course he's. I mean, we're referring to him as a billionaire. He's not quite a billionaire. He's he's worth apparently uh, seven hundred million dollars. Oh, that's a, that's a bit short, isn't it? It mm. is so a little bit yeah. short on billionaire, but uh, definitely multi 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 millionaire. Not does short he... of a bob or two.
1: Not short sure of a bob or two. Um, does he like? Um another famous property developer, Donald Trump, does he uh does he insist on being referred to as the billionaire Robert Bigelow? Or is he um
0: not a bit that more I'm circumspective? Aware of. Not that I'm aware of So yeah, I mean they're both like he's, he's got yeah, something in common with Trump, hasn't he? Because they're both hoteliers. Um Well, yeah, real yeah. estate people, you basically
1: you know, buy buy something with the money you've got, or you can borrow. Based on well you borrow money based on the money you've got and um, and buy <laughs> yeah. property and charge rents so I mean this guy goes way back from the late 1960s to the late 1960s um, developing commercial real estate hotels motels and apartments
0: he does indeed and uh, yeah unlike Donald Trump he hasn't been bankrupt several times and dependent mm. on daddy's money. Um, not Ooh. a fan of Trump. <laughs> <So> <laughs> no. Anyone listening can probably tell, but uh, there. We but, go. but
1: some of our listeners probably are, so let's not. Let's not. Uh,
0: Absolutely, let's not, this
1: Absolutely. probably isn't the place to, to 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 get a dig in on Donald. Mean- <laughs> so, now, Robert Bigelow has been interested in space travel. Apparently, at age twelve, he decided that that's where his future lay, mm. and his um his real estate career has been towards. Raising the cash to uh, to develop that to to build a he wanted to build the first commercial space station, and he reckoned he could he could build that at a third of the cost that uh, NASA spent it spent on a single space shuttle mission. That's quite uh that's it's quite, quite, quite an ambition, isn't it? Quite a bold statement. Although, yeah, we know that these things get cheaper, don't we? I think, I imagine, the second space shuttle launch costs less than the first one and so on
0: downwards. It, it does, because you've got infrastructure there already that you can reuse and things like yeah. that. But, um, yeah, yeah, maybe. Uh, and, yes, Bigelow Aerospace uh, is a, a big concern. Hmm. Um, But yeah, so focusing more on his um, sort of paranormal and and ufology side of things. Because uh, that's why we're here. That is why we are here. Uh, In 1995, uh, he set up the National Institute for Discovery Science. It ran for nine Mm. years. Um, Now, this was uh, an organization that focused on looking at two quite, in, in, in my head at least, disparate areas of ufology, mm. um, caton mutilations and black triangle UFOs. Mm. Now, why he wasn't looking at UFOs in the grander scheme of things, I don't know, but specifically looking at black triangles and mm. cattle mutilations. Yeah, that's quite specific, isn't it? It it really is. I mean, they're um, both uh, valid areas of of ufology. But Um, they're not necessarily associated with each other, aren't they? Not particularly, not certainly no connection that I've ever been aware of. Um, So it is quite a strange one. Um, Mm. Now, when that shut down in 2004, though, they had come to the conclusion. I've not mm. seen any reports or read any sort of detailed findings, but um, they've come to the general conclusion that Black Triangle UFOs were uh, secret military aircraft. Hmm. Which is... Well, I suppose, uh, I
1: suppose all military aircraft are secret while they're being developed, aren't they, until they're actually put into use, and then um, and then they start working on the next thing. I mean... I remember when the, the Challenger Space Shuttle blew up. And one of the things that was said was that this shuttle used old technology because it takes so long to design and build one of these things that it's based on technology that's 20 years out of date, hmm. that they're already working on the next big thing that we're using today's technology. But by the time that's built, that technology will be out of date. So you're always you're always playing catch up. So... Um, so, yeah, the secret of advanced aircraft operated by the military, they are, yeah, they're presumably using what's cutting edge technology now. Um, by the time they come into service, in who knows 10, 15 years' time, um, yeah, they'll be looking at other technologies.
0: I don't know, yeah, I don't know I- why I said all that. <laughs> but, but, yeah, I, and then I, th- he, he, I think he'd... it's relevant to the whole black triangle UFO thing uh, because mm, certainly absolutely. black triangle UFOs exhibit techni- um, uh, not techniques—exhibit um, traits that aren't always easily explained by current kind of what's out there with aircraft you know hmm. incredible size craft moving incredibly slowly and silently for example we still don't know how they how that happens so maybe in 20 years time the military might come out with an aircraft that you know is the size of a football field black triangular in shape and move silently and although yeah. you know, those have been seen over the last sort of 30 40 years so maybe I, I can't I can't think of an immediate battlefield application for a
1: giant football-pitch-sized aircraft, unless it's it's impervious to missiles. Uh, Um, as
0: carrying uh, 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 carry a lot of missiles and a lot of bombs. It can,
1: but then it's all taken out with one missile. Aren't you better off having lots and lots of smaller aircraft and then each one needs its own separate missile to take it down? I mean, as we found out in the Falklands War... Um, and probably wars since, it only takes one missile or one, one, seas- one torpedo, and doesn't matter what the size of the ship is, whether it's a small frigate or an enormous battleship, it goes to the bottom of the ocean.
0: Well, it's got to be a missile in the right place, hasn't it? There Isn't there that thing about um, World War II aircraft pilots? I'm sure we talked about this long, long time ago on an episode. Ooh. Um where they'd come back like absolutely shot to pieces, like, you know, huge areas of the aircraft just completely missing where where it had been, you know, mm. but it was still flying. Yeah, said, because well, there's... it's the areas that's left that we need to <laughs> reinforce, you know. Well, I mean, it still if you, fly if you. If you, if you go yeah. to the,
1: the war museum and and see, you know, you look inside some of these aircraft, like a Hurricane or a Spitfire, you'll see that the cockpit is quite well protected. The, certainly, the seat the pilot sits in is bulletproof from behind. You mm. look at the the size of the the, the rounds that these, yeah, you know, they're, they're almost the size of small beer bottles. Some of these rounds, you know, they they will rip you to to tiny mm. pieces. Um, and of course, I mean, I know that the you know, the difference between a spitfire and a hurricane um which made the hurricane so much more usable in the battle of britain was that the hurricane was made out of wood with a canvas kind of covering um so when it got shot to pieces it was quite easy to patch up whereas a spitfire was made of aluminium and it was a much more, <laughs> when that got a few bullet holes in it it was a much more um much more complicated you know you basically got to replace mm. the part so much more
0: expensive and it's out of service for longer um yeah um so yeah, so so the size of a black triangle UFO, it doesn't matter how big it is if No. Well it is because it's bad I mean, and the bullet just goes through anyway. But Not, but it's anything of importance.
1: Since 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 the Korean War, planes haven't really fired bullets at each other because the planes fly too fast. So they'll fire a, a heat seeking missile which will go straight for the, the engines. Mm, it will it'll go straight fair. to the heat source and that
0: will that will take that, that always takes them out. That's fair. Um but coming yeah. back I mean, so we have we, gone off topic mm. quite a bit. Yeah. Sorry, I just wondered why you'd want yeah. a football no, sized I
1: mean, football football pitch sized um
0: combat <laughs> aircraft. I don't know. <laughs> Unless you <laughs> carry a massive stuff, so. bomb. Um but it does sound a bit like all oh, black triangle UFOs are secret military I don't know. That that doesn't quite sound right to me, but I, I mean we never we
1: never really resolved whether black these giant black triangles were actually three separate craft flying in a triangle triangular formation and that people would just fill in the space in between with a with a, an imagined shape
0: yeah it's, I'm it's sure just a trick of the eye there are cases of that happening um mm. I'm, I'm certain um but the interesting thing is they've come up with this. So, so the National Institute of Discovery Science came up with this result about black triangles. No mention about cattle mutilations. No. So I'm guessing Although, they didn't come to any conclusion about that.
1: That the year after Bigelow founded the National Institute for Discovery Science, he bought. That was when he bought Skinwalker Ranch, mm. um, located in Utah. Um, and that's where, as we said in episode 13, that's where it's the, purportedly the site of interdimensional shapeshifters. Do, do they mutilate cattle? There's
0: yeah, cattle shi- mutilations yeah. is a big... Yeah. Oh, well, we don't know if interdimensional shapeshifters are mutilating cattle. What we do know is that cattle mutilation is a common theme of Skinwalker Ranch.
1: Yeah, so I can understand why, if he's bought Skinwalker Ranch as as a as a an ongoing business as part of his property portfolio, that yeah, he's going to be very interested in researching cattle mutilation because I imagine you lose quite a lot of beef stock to that kind of thing. Can, can yeah, you sell um, an animal? Can you sell the meat from an animal that's been ripped apart by a paranormal <laughs> shapeshifter? <laughs> that's-
0: I mean, you'd have, to, you'd, have to, question.
1: you'd have to put that on the labelling, wouldn't you? Yeah, like, one for the after after The buyer yeah. say, oh, <laughs> yes, this one, yeah.
0: May, may contain alien contaminants, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and have those aliens been near nuts, Neil? That's what we need to know. Well, yes, um, of course, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I honestly I have no answers for that whatsoever. Mm. But yeah, it is interesting. Like I said, two thousand and four, when you know they do the final reports and everything. Now, not mentioning mm. cattle mutilation, so um, so that's that. So yeah, um, but yes, it so Bigelow buys yeah around ninety six, isn't it? He buys Skinwalker Ranch. Um, mm. It all goes a bit quiet and dark in terms of what's happening on the ranch, on what kind of research he's doing. But what I found really, really interesting uh, looking into this is in 2008, Mm. um, a local senator – well, not local, sorry. A a state senator um, visits Skinwalker Ranch Mm
1: -hmm. with Robert
0: Bigelow Shortly after, then he gets Bigelow involved in ATIP. the Advanced the- Aerospace Threat Identification Program.
1: So this yes. was this was nearly twenty years later. It was it was twenty years later, 20, December twenty seventeen? at uh,
0: two thousand and
1: eight. Um, okay, I've got December twenty seventeen um, reported by the New York Times. To, oh, right, yes. To have urged
0: Senator Harry Reid, <laughs> just the New York Times found out about it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes, a lot of this is like it wasn't talked about at the time. Now, A yeah. tip, of course, is is quite heavily associated with a lot of ufology. A lot of big names in ufology, like your, mm. um, Luis Elizondo's and that, mm. um, were involved with A tip at some point. Mm. Uh, but I so, yeah.
1: The slant that ATIP would be coming from in, in studying UFOs would be just to make sure that it's not a terrestrial rival power that has developed the technology to penetrate US airspace with impunity.
0: Theoretically, um, but also well, it could be a front for investigating UFOs as well.
1: It could be, but um, I mean the word is threat, isn't it? We're not we're not um, yep. studying who who might be coming to look at us.
0: And if craft um, no. of visiting the planet and its inhabitants are taking people at random or seemingly at random um, mm. with impunity, that's a threat.
1: Um, it, it,
0: it is, yeah, it is. A, an,
1: is it a national threat? Really? Do they, do they really care about these it's people? An international
0: it's, threat, I would say.
1: Yeah. I mean, in, in terms of alien abduction, has, has it Has it ever happened to to someone who um, Robert Bigelow might care about?
0: Not that I've ever heard. Hmm. Not that I've ever heard. Um, But, I mean, certainly there's no um, sort of public connection with with Robert Bigelow and alien abductions. Um, It's me that's making that sort of connection in terms of a threat analysis.
1: Mm. Hmm. I'm thinking it more in terms of they're they're more worried about that China or Russia develops some advanced craft that can... that can yeah, outperform American
0: uh, aircraft and air defence systems. Could be uh yeah, an um uh, international threat. It could be an extra global threat. Who knows? Mm. A threat's a threat, surely. Um yeah. Yeah. But I, I find the timing of that particularly interesting though. So the senator visits and then mm. shortly after then he gets put onto A tip. <sighs> Isn't that convenient? Um. Well,
1: Bigelow has made. He's a big political donor, isn't he? He he um most recently um, donated ten million dollars to Ron DeSantis in Florida, who um had the I think the biggest win of the, the midterm elections for, for, for the Republicans, and earned the ire of uh, of Donald Trump for that. Hmm. Um. Um, he's also contributed over twenty-five million dollars to groups and causes supporting Joe Lombardo's candidacy for the governor of Nevada. Uh, okay. Um, so experts believe this may be the most a single donor has spent on a statewide race in modern history. Don't don't they have a cap on it? Isn't there a maximum you're allowed to donate?
0: Oh, I well, no, it's not far too little <laughs> about American not, yeah. politics for that. Um perhaps one of our listeners can can uh write in mm. letters now. I mean uh, most democracies have have at least
1: it officially mm. some kind of cap on, on the amount that can be donated so that um elections don't just get won by the richest people every time. And yet that happens no. anyway. But that happens anyway, <laughs>
0: yeah. Um but yeah, that's uh yeah, uh okay, I I honestly didn't know about any of that. Um it's interesting mm. Nevada's in there because of course you've got Area fifty one and connections And Skinwalker like that Ranch. <laughs> and Skinwalker Ranch. So yeah. yeah, that's interesting. Um but what I'm wondering is so but but ATIP isn't about buying your way in because there are lots of people who've been involved who aren't political donors. Um mm. I'm just wondering what the senator saw on his visit, that made him think, ah, Robert Bigelow is the chap we want on this.
1: Hmm. Mm. And and he's also a Democrat. Okay. <laughs> uh, so Harry, Harry Reid, Harry Mason Reid, um, mm. that was who Robert Bigelow urged to initiate what became ATIP. So Interesting. So a part, not a party political thing, but... Um, a, well, they they describe AATIP as A as a study, which operated for yes. five years from two to five or six years, two thousand and seven to twenty twelve. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, okay. And Bigelow said he was absolutely convinced that extraterrestrial life exists. Um, I don't think that's too controversial. In all this vastness of the universe, that's not uh, really sticking a neck out very far. But, but to further say so, that extraterrestrials have visited Earth. Um, well, yeah, that's
0: um, Yeah, that's, pro- well, that's quite and likely. Taking that quote, which I think is from two thousand seventeen, if I remember hmm. rightly, he went on to say, and they are right under our noses. Did he say that? He did say that. That's that's part of the same uh, sort of yeah, interview and, and that. Hmm. But that's I mean, to be fair, he was talking about his belief. It um, wasn't saying, I know I've got proof. He was just saying, mm. that's what I believe. Because uh, it was questioned like, well, hang on, you're like this serious businessman. Aren't you worried about like people not taking you so seriously? <laughs> Basically, I mm. don't give a shit. Um, I don't care. Um, but i mean, his in... general attitude. All kudos to him for that.
1: But I mean, if, if, for instance, you were a property developer or a property magnate and you had millions to spare, um, wouldn't you have gone down to Dor- down to um, Wiltshire, and bought a farm where where crop circles appeared regularly, so you could have it for yourself? In the same way that he bought Skinwalker Ranch because uh, he'd he'd heard of these paranormal phenomena,
0: um, and uh, thought, well, yeah, well. that would be, um, yeah, if I was oh. a multi-millionaire, yeah, yeah, why not? Why wouldn't I?
1: Buy a haunted house because mm. I'm interested in paranormal phenomena. Hmm.
0: It's that kind of thing, isn't it? Um hmm. But it makes you wonder why then did he sell Skinwalker Ranch in 2018? After
1: twenty two years. Well maybe and nothing did- came of it. Maybe he didn't see any didn't get to see any shapeshifters.
0: Or maybe he did. I mean, the certainly the people who investigate Skinwalker Ranch, it's it's kind of it's all coming out now because well since our um, since our episode about Skinwalker Ranch, um, hmm. you've had this TV series, The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch. Oh, that's what it's called here in the UK. I think in America hmm. it's the curse of Skinwalker Ranch, the series is called. Um and you've had like three seasons of it now um where uh Brandon Fugel is basically he's set up a team of investigators uh, I think he's calling himself the lead investigator or something in so mm. for, uh, so that our um our, our listeners understand it's not a series that is readily available here in the UK um we we, we sort of can get access to it but it's it's yeah it'll, uh, it'll cost you. It'll cost you is the bottom yeah. line. So I'm actually I mean, planning me- I'm planning to get it on DVD. Um so that I can watch it. Um, I mean
1: maybe he just thought, you know, or maybe he just thought it was a money loser, or maybe something happened that frightened him and he thought, I don't want anything more to do with this. I wanna get rid of it. I wanna to- I-, I read this article a few months ago, a couple of years ago it was, about this couple who were selling their house. Mm-hmm. Was there no? No, a couple who had a they buying they had this house and this guy wanted to buy it. So he convinced them that it was haunted. He set up all these <laughs> little sort of devices and whatever, and, and would sort of s- uh, creep around at night and do do weird shit there um, to convince them that their house was haunt- haunted. So they would sell it, priced for a quick sale, and it, 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 it happened. They they sold the house. And I thought that is literally. The plot of every single episode of Scooby Doo, didn't, <laughs> didn't they
0: know that? <laughs> oh, and it had got away with it if it wasn't. And
1: there weren't any dumb kids, dumb <laughs> meddling kids
0: around, so he got away with it. Yeah. But <laughs> well, I'm guessing he didn't get away with it because you know the story. I guess,
1: yeah, somehow he got found out. There was some legal dispute later. It was found out what he was doing. But, yeah. uh, that's, that's, I wonder that's if it's brilliant. a similar kind of thing with Skinwalker Ranch. You just, you know, someone put the wind up him. Someone pretending to be a shapeshifter. Some <laughs> other property magnate. Got someone got some hired some actor to pretend to be
0: a shapeshifter <laughs> to go and frighten him. Well, to be fair, Skinwalker Ranch is 512 acres, so mm. that's that would have to be quite the team. You <laughs> get Yeah, but you've only got that. to go up to the house, haven't you? Or, you know, hire some people,
1: oh, and rip a uh, couple of cattle. Most and...
0: incidents don't happen at the main. Res- I think mm. there are like a number of different um, properties on the ranch. Mm. Um, but yeah, most of the. Um... Oh yeah, frighten them, get them to go run into their landlord, and say, uh, "We want to sell up." There's a. Well, it is um, it? A, a big concern, um, I know, for the, the investigators sort of talking publicly about uh, some of the events that they've seen because they, they call them hitchhikers. And there mm. is this uh, this concern, and it, it seems to have happened from what I understand, where they will talk about incidents that they've seen. Uh, that act of talking about it... Um, means that the, basically that incident follows them to their house and they start having incidents at their home as mm. well. Um, so, yeah, it's a, a, a tricky one, that. Mm. Mm. But, yeah, no, I'm just, I just, I don't know. I mean, the whole <sighs> encounter something that frightened him, well, you know the guy is rich enough he can just he doesn't have to live there himself he can just hmm. send teams of people he can pay people to go and investigate so that shouldn't put him off um not finding anything uh, i don't know i don't know it's a, it's a tricky one when did he sell it he sold it in uh...
1: 2018 2018, because he, he did sell a, a shed load of properties just before the 2008 crash. Oh,
0: yeah, he that unloaded that, much of his of
1: housing stock in the boom years, you know. Um, and said at the time, yeah, people just really wanted to throw money away, so that was lucky. Well, it was lucky, you know, because it, it, it was at its peak. I mean, I wonder how much, how much toxic debt he had on mm. board that um, he was able to offload. You know, cause, indeed. I mean some people did manage that I mean isn't isn't that what caused the crash that suddenly everyone panicked and started selling off and yeah uh, you know, the prices uh, got higher and higher and higher and higher and all the experts were warning and and
0: well they they'd oversaturated the subprime market is my understanding mm. um and there were too many defaults suddenly which then led to people panicking and 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 foreclosing mm. early and yeah that that kind of well
1: it, it was predictable because um I mean when I first had a mortgage it was um the I, I, the repayments the interest payments were at a fixed rate for two mm. years but I was tied into that mortgage for five years so after two years um it just goes the, the, the rates just go to market prices mm. and my my interest payments doubled in the next year. As soon as soon mm-hmm. as that two years was over and you can see that, yeah, there'll be lots of people who would have mortgages on that basis. You know, when that, that grace period ends, that, that low interest rate ends and they're going to suddenly find it unaffordable and they're going to default. Yeah. So yeah, you can, you can see it coming. And and there yeah, were a lot of people and- in, in the finance industry who said, well, you know, I saw it coming, but. Um, the shareholders just wanted me, you know, if I hadn't kept on doing what they wanted me to do, which is to keep investing, they would have just got rid of me and got someone else who was prepared to do it. So I just kept on doing it.
0: Mm, I'll the way. And like, that was his way. excuse. Yeah. Um, but no, the Skinwalker Ranch wasn't anything to do with that, because it was 2018. Yeah. 2018. They uh, sold so- it to Adamantium Estates and Brendan Fugel. Fugel. Mm. I'm not sure of the pronunciation, to be honest. Um, Adamand, yeah. Adamantium is that is that an element? Is that a new element that they? I, I believe so. I only know adamantium, to be honest, from the X Men stuff. That's what Wolverine's bones are coated in. Adamantium. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I remember up on atom, Adam adamant.
0: Adam. I remember Adamantium. Adamant
1: I never knew if he was adamant or adamant because Americans often pronounce the T as a D. They do. And I
0: remember Adamant the singer. Uh, oh yeah, Adamant the oh, singer. Yeah, Adam that was definitely Adam, Adam. But he
1: didn't it. have atomic sort of powers, did he? He was. He was... Uh,
0: don't know. Something put him in the charts. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah. So well, there's one more. So since selling up Skinwalker Ranch, mm. um, Robert Bigelow seems to have gone really dark in terms of ufology. Um, hmm. it does it makes me wonder what he's found there that he's suddenly shut down now he hasn't walked away from sort of the paranormal um, as hmm. a whole uh, he's still very much involved with that in fact he's got a, uh, a big one million dollar award available to anyone who can provide proof of an afterlife oh, yeah I'll say he's more into uh, ghosts and spirits and the eternal soul. mind you the guy's seventy what is he seventy eight years old? Yeah, but the mind starts turning that way. At a certain I mean age, the, doesn't it? the the, the skinwalkers, the shapeshifters, I mean
1: that that could be just as much it doesn't have to be they didn't necessarily arrive on a on a black triangular spaceship that they could be um yeah you know, they're interdimensional. Hobgoblins or Wicked Fairies or whatever.
0: Well, you know, who knows? It's, um, it's the paranormal, isn't indeed. it? It's although, such, such, such vampires, whatever. I mean, to be fair, although it's called Skinwalker Ranch, the whole Skinwalker sighting thing is just one small part of the entire, we'll call hmm. it the paranormal, um, events that happen at skinwalker ranch that's, that's just one mm. part of it and in
1: fact yeah skinwalker as as we said in a, back in episode 13 it's part of a navajo legend yes. concerning vengeful shamans
0: mm. you've
1: pissed off it. the, uh, the witch it. doctor
0: but in terms of ufo sightings at skinwalker ranch cattle mutilations again as we've said um and all manner of strangeness yeah there's uh it's mm. kind of it's it's one of the most paranormal sites on the planet, they reckon. Well, and yet he
1: sold it, and then went quiet. Maybe, maybe he saw nothing and thought, "Well, sold it." You know, I, I've I've owned the most paranormal site on the planet for the last twenty odd years. Um, I haven't seen anything paranormal. I'm <laughs> giving <me laughs> it up. I'm going to take up fishing instead.
0: Well, from what I understand, uh, Brandon uh, Fugel has found quite a bit there. Uh, according okay. to his TV show, The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch, or, like I say, or The Curse of Skinwalker Ranch, uh, for our US listeners. Um, mm, I'll be finding out more about that when I get the DVD, and I can watch it. <laughs> uh, yeah, interesting. So he has stuck with the paranormal. Maybe he... <sighs> Maybe he reached a dead end, either by getting answers or,
1: or not getting know, answers,
0: or not getting answers. Who knows? Mm. We don't. The intriguing fellow. <laughs> I'd love to meet him. And, yeah, I'm um, sure. would um, get um, many Robert, answers Ro- out of him, Robert. If you're listening, um,
1: get in touch. Um, we'd love to have you on the show.
0: Yes, we would. <laughs> um, can't afford to pay you, but hey, you've got enough money already. Yeah, maybe you could pay. Maybe you could pay us. <laughs> yeah, can can we have a loan? Um, yeah. <laughs> oh dear! But yes, what do you think of Robert Bigelow, though, listeners? Uh, you know, is he at the leading edge of paranormal research? Is he just uh, a chap who's a bit got a screw loose, maybe, or is there something else about what the chap rich,
1: that um... we've not covered? A rich guy who has the same interests as uh, as probably anyone listening to this, Um, but with a lot more money to
0: kind of pursue
1: his interests in it.
0: Absolutely. Uh, do let us know what you think via the usual means. You can contact us on Facebook and on Twitter by searching "Aliens Explored." You can find us on YouTube. And uh, if you're listening to this, do us a favor: go over to our YouTube channel. The links in the description below. And uh, do like and subscribe uh, on YouTube, and we'd uh, be very, very appreciative of that. We're trying. So just launched. Um, or, or quite recently at the time of recording, uh, not long since launched the YouTube, the official Aliens Explored YouTube channel. We were on the back mm. of uh, Fiegel Films, um, but now it's got its own YouTube channel. So we're trying to build that at the moment. So do give us a like and subscribe, uh, please. And that'd be very, very nice. And uh, And in fact, leave us a bit of a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, that certainly helps podcasts like ours. Um of course, the other way, while, while we're on the subject of asking for all this help, I'm going to mention the Patreon as well. Please uh, do. Patreon.com forward slash aliens explored. There's all sorts of tiers and uh, rewards there. And of course, you get exclusive access to our Discord server where you can chat with uh, a very, very select bunch of people uh, about this and other subjects that we discuss and anything to do with ufology, uh, in fact. Uh, So, do go along and have a look at that as well. All the links in in the description below and our email address as well aliensexplored at gmail.com Join us next time though when we'll be going back in time yet again to this time to 76 BC and we'll be looking at Pliny the Elder's UFO report Wow Missed that one Looking forward to it. Indeed. In the meantime, keep watching these multimillionaires and what they're up to in terms of UFO research. And of course, keep watching the skies. Take care for now. Catch, Catch you next time. Bye bye.
1: Aliens Explored is a Fecal Films production in association with Juicy Falls. Music by Darren Mafucci and editing by Stu Jackson. Find us on Twitter or Facebook by searching Aliens Explored or visit us on aliensexplored.com.